But the guy gets in a locomotive and leaves. <laughs> like, like, like as if you'd like gotten your like Camaro uh-huh. yeah. and backed out of the driveway and left. No, he gets in his locomotive <laughs> and, and leaves. And he leaves in a locomotive. Like, uh-huh. He's like, all right, guys, I'll see you later. Huge locomotive is just going down the track. Welcome to Nerdburger! Episode 520. It's a podcast. I'm Mike and... I'm James. Welcome back, James. Thanks. It's great to be back. How's that smoothie coming? Uh, it was excellent. It was an excellent protein shake with oh. uh, cinnamon cereal flavored whey protein and some Cinefuego toast crunch cereal thrown in there for good measure. Cinefuego toast crunch? Gee, Lieutenant yeah, Colonel man. James, what's that? Uh, some cereal I saw on the internet. Have you ever, I don't know if you've ever seen those, uh, there's this guy, he's a comedian, and he does all these, like, you know when the people put their, like, mouth and their eyes on various objects and things? Um, like, they're talking to each other? No, that sounds gross and interesting at the same time, though. No, like, they, they like it'll just be, like, a picture of, so there's this guy who does, like, it'll be just a picture of a Chick-fil-A, and he's like, he's like, bitch, you know I'm the best. Or whatever, and then like the Taco Bell be like, "What are you talking about?" You know, like he has like arguments with. Anyway, he had like a cereal argument. Oh, he makes he he puts like uh like uh, Mr. Potato Head eyes and mouths on them. Well, no, like he it's recorded. I don't know. They overlay. There's probably an app for it or whatever. Oh, it's digital. Okay, I thought you meant he like put his own eyes and mouth on food, like touched it to his face. No, no, like he's overlaid his eyes and his mouth. I see. Like onto like whatever product, and so there. Oh, so it's like you know, clutch like, cargo, <laughs> like that show that with is. like it was it was a cartoon, but it was it was all like it wasn't really animated. It was like still frames, like a like a comic, right? Yeah. And then they would just cut back and forth between the still frames of the characters, but then they would have like an actual human mouth superimposed over the mouth. Yeah, kind of almost like you know the like uh, Conan O'Brien. Yeah, 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 that's the same. Like, the same concept. It's me, it's President Bill Clinton. Woo! Right? Yeah, 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 so yeah. That's the same thing. Like that. Yeah. So, okay. the, so one of them, it was like you know the first one was like corn pops, and it was like, "Bitch, I'm the best," or whatever. And then like <laughs> some other cereal is like, "No, man, you you just taste like wet crackers and sugar or something," you know, and like and there's like ragging on each other, and then like the Cinefuego Toast Crunch. Came, comes on and goes blah 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 you know says a bunch of stuff i'm like what the hell is that i have got to try that yeah. i was like i've never seen that and so i immediately went to amazon and bought some <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like cinnamon toast crunch but like with atomic fireball dust yeah so so hot hot and cinnamon yeah yeah and it, but it's not like it's it's not you know it's not like, oh my god, this is too hot. It's just kind of like just a step up, you know. So, excuse me, <laughs> it's tasty. 
<laughs> it sounds like it is. Yeah, well, I just got back from the gym, so I was like, all right, let me let me let me do something here. So cool. So what are we talking about today? I don't know. You're the guest. You can decide. Oh, well, we can talk about that Anne got really angry at me because I kind of gave her the I gave her the look of like, why don't you go away? I'm doing a podcast. And oh. now she's pissed off. <laughs> she did raise an excellent point though. Do you want to just go with that? And then I could thank her for providing us a, a, a topic. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I can redeem myself and she can listen to the podcast and, and I can say what a wonderful wife she is. Do you want to? Sure. Do you want to tell everyone what, what a great I- idea or observation your, your, your yeah. wonderful wife she's vac- had? She's vacuuming. She's vacuuming in, 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 in a rather angry motion. <laughs> angry vibe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so she, our daughter, just threw away, I guess a you know cup from, you know like a like a drink cup. I guess it was like half full or whatever. Seventeen year old daughter. Yes. Yep. She uh, sixteen. Seventeen. Seventeen. So she. Oh yeah, January. Okay. So she threw, uh, she threw like you know whatever like half full Chick Fil A lemonade cup or whatever it was into the trash. And I guess, you know, Ann got upset. Like, then she started talking about grownups that do that. And, Apparently. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll even, I'll do that, like, at a restaurant or something, like a fast food place. I'll just be like. Well, yeah, know, where are you like, going to yeah, dump it out? Ex- yeah, exactly. But at home, you you know, you dump it out in the sink. But Ann said, uh, you know, a friend of ours, all three of us know that we won't, we'll, we won't say her name, but she was, she would do that at home, you know? And, like, I guess the point was that, you know, what, where you know who Where who did, are these people yeah and why aren't they trained and then what kind of things do people do that they should have had taught to them to not do did uh so maybe that topic yeah so this this person who we know who did that was was a roommate of somebody at, at some point when they were doing this yeah. and yeah and so did that person ever take the garbage out i don't know <laughs> i'm guessing not, not. See, yeah. once you once you take the garbage out and it rips and it spills a half a thing of rotten lemonade all over you, then yeah. you'll never throw away a half of lemonade again. Yeah. That's how I, you learn. I, I don't know if it was lemonade or an iced tea or Coke or what, whatever right. this particular thing is. I was yeah, just going you know, with Penelope's was, thing. So, Right. Yeah. You get, you get uh, you know, once it's leaking all over the floor, then you have to clean up the floor. And yeah. You're just like, you know. So what you know, like how about how about how about this one? And this is how about use your blinker. It's <laughs> it's not that hard. Turn signals are not difficult to employ. No, they're right there. There's not a series of things you have to do to make it happen. You just move your hand slightly. If if you're other. you're driving uh, the way you you're supposed to with your hands at uh 10 and 2 i don't know that that's exactly your the your hand at 10 is is, it's right there it's you just go boom just boom it's right there that's so i i i don't know why people don't use their blinker (laughs) i just i don't understand why wouldn't you want to tell somebody hey um this is where i'm going you know you're like oh okay you know you get more i think i don't know i don't think people are just why don't people stop at stop signs or red lights or yeah yeah human beings are horrible in general <laughs> that's why i try to avoid um, contact with as many as possible yeah so let me see what else what else would be a thing that people should do and it's like why would you do that <laughs> you 
you know, why would you? This would have been great if Anne had uh, brought this up like yesterday or yeah, know, an hour ago. Yeah, but, hey, you know, you know, still <laughs> bird to hand. Uh, Trying to think of like all the driving related ones. We went straight uh, from garbage to driving. Well, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Like, uh, why, why would anybody put like an ungodly amount of stuff down the garbage disposal and then try to turn it on after you've already completely filled it with, let's say, oh, I don't know, carrot peelings from three bags of carrots. <laughs> Do you know somebody who did that? I may have experience with the situation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is, is going back to the like, people people need to be taught yeah uh to, you need to, uh we need to teach people uh the our younger generation to periodically hey ann and just walked outside we're we're you do, we're actually doing your topic <laughs> right yeah we just discovered that some people don't know to uh not just completely fill the garbage disposal and run it like you need to like periodically do a little bit at a time for the most effective garbage disposal use o- operation yeah yeah she just now she's walking away but we're we're, we're running with your topic ah, thank you ann is that it is she we, gone yeah, no no she's she's coming back she's she's gonna stay engaged here now we didn't think it would have been great if we would have had this topic yesterday like, we would have been like hey here's my idea for your show we would have been like oh wow now we got time to figure it out but so far we've come up with the one the the, the garbage thing. The thing in the trash yeah the, the half, a, half a lemonade in the trash Driving the disposal one and just not using your blinker turn signal, like yeah. turn signal, directional, uh, whatever. And now we're out of ideas. <laughs> Thanks, Ann. You know what? I want to self report. <laughs> I, you know what, I do that I probably shouldn't do. Yeah. And I, I, when I, and, and I go through phases where I just chew a lot of gum, like I'm chewing gum all the time. And if I'm out and about, like I'll just, I'll spit my gum out you know, in a parking lot. Or okay. Something, yeah. You know? And I know that's probably bad because somebody's going to step in it. So I should stop doing that. <laughs> that and cigarette butts, right? On well, I don't, I don't smoke cigarettes, Yeah, but I'm just saying like two things that so many people just drop. Yeah. But aren't, aren't really considerate of others. If you go to uh, Europe and I, I, you know, if you go to like, it's been a while, but I trying to remember the last time I saw something like this, but I remember in Germany, if you look down, it might have been in the states too before all the you you know you could you couldn't smoke anywhere. But you still like at a train station, and you look down at the train tracks at a train station, it would just be like ninety percent cigarette butts. <laughs> you know, you'd be like, "Is there any gravel down there <laughs> at all?" Oh my god, I got to tell you something. Though. I got to take a, now that I'm thinking about it. I got to tell you something that's like a little off. It's completely off this topic, but one of the most surreal things happened to me the other day. So I'm trying to. Uh, I'm working with some guys to come up with some training, uh, a validation exercise for some troopers that are going overseas to, to, to places. And uh, we wanted to get them some training on, um, on rail, like, you know, different, uh, they might have to go out and do some recon- like civil reconnaissance. They go out and look at different critical infrastructure or different types of infrastructure and uh, rail, rail, railheads, railroads, whatever uh, rail yards, and um, so forth might be part of that. So we, the army has a railroad school, you know, because the army has uh, locomotives and people who run them. And and we do, we do rail operations just like every other army, except we've dialed that back quite a bit. 
anyway, there, I went to the railroad school over at Fort Eustace and, uh, there's these two guys there and they were the most geek geeking out. Uh, I mean, like in an awesome way, railroad guys, you know, okay. they're like army guys that are railroad guys. So one of them, uh, one of them was a Lieutenant Colonel. The other one was a Sergeant. But the funny thing is, is when I lined up the, the time to go talk to them, the guy that, the guy that I thought was a civilian, uh, when I got there, it turned out he was a, he was a, a staff sergeant. Normally he works there as a civilian, but he happened to be in his like army reserve guy mode. So he had, so he was in uniform and the guy that was a Lieutenant Colonel was not in uniform and was in his civilian mode, which is really so you kind of weird. They were each other. Sort of. Yeah. But, um, so we talked about railroad stuff and they just, this guy was really, it made me want to be in the railroad unit. I'm not a, like a trained guy or anything, but I was just like, holy crap. This, this, they were selling it, man. I was like, this is the most critical piece of army equipment. And this is, you know, this is something like he made some, uh, the one guy made some really good points about how the Russians use rail and the Chinese use rail and how you can move so much more, you know, using rail and how if we had used, if we'd used rail in Iraq, then we wouldn't have, you know, then you don't have IEDs. And well, we're like, well, you can still blow up a railroad. He goes, it takes like 10 minutes to fix a railroad. Uh, huh. You know, he's like, a lot of people don't realize that you just go over there. You just fill in the hole you put more track down. You're good. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even like you have to asphalt pavement or anything. You just, fill, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot like repairing a road, but apparently you can really repair a railroad a lot quicker than people think. So, yeah. And then he, he also yeah. says it's a lot harder to derail a train than people think uh, yeah i was gonna say it's, uh, it's it's a little more difficult to fix the the blown up uh train engine yes than it is like, get know, the rail it was on. bridge bridge on the river or a Kauai bridge kind of thing. yeah yeah but um but at any rate the the thing that was just completely surreal uh was because it's the railroad school dude dude the, the, the dude likes like he dudes comes and goes one of the the, the guy the, the guy that was in the, the, the sergeant he comes in, he's like, you know, Hey, I got to do this. Hey, I got to go teach this class or whatever. And, uh, he, he's, he leaves. And, uh, the, the guy, the other guy I'm with, we're going over to talk to some port operations guys that have, uh, the army has boats, right? We have, we actually have ships, uh, <laughs> which is people don't know that. But, uh, so we go, we're about to head out there. So we're leaving approximately the same time this other guy's leaving. So me and this other guy, we're, we're, uh, we're walking out of the building and we watch, oh who the guy the guy used to be the railroad guy for barnum and bailey circus <laughs> he's, he's he this is a real railroad person that the army has like absorbed and been like you are our, you know you're the giant railroad brain and you're a sergeant <laughs> you know like whatever so but the guy gets in a locomotive and leaves <laughs> like 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 as if you'd like gotten your like Camaro uh -huh, yeah. and backed out of the driveway and left. No, he gets in his locomotive <laughs> and, and leaves and he leaves in a locomotive. Like, uh -huh. He's like, all right guys, I'll see you later. Huge locomotive is just going down the track. <laughs> like he's, it's his, he's like, I'm going by, you know, like it was just, I don't know. It's probably one of those had to be there kind of things. But if you could just imagine you're talking to somebody, about hey we're gonna do this and that'll be great blah blah it's like okay well i'll talk to you later and he gets in his locomotive and leaves yeah did he unlock it with a key yeah, fob that was, bleep, bleep. 
No, there was actually some, I mean, a locomotive is humongous and you don't really think about it, but there were a bunch of um, army soldiers like, you know, training. They were like in it. You know, you can see like some guys, they're all, they're all in army uniforms, but also in like yellow safety vests or whatever, you know, cause safety. Um, but just the fact that he just left in his own locomotive, I mean, he's, he's, he wins, right? Like if you were a train geek and you like, you know, model trains and all that stuff, this guy's like, I have my own locomotive. Wow. I mean, it's an army. It says army on the side, but still he's like, I'll just, you know, whenever I want to get in this locomotive and go, go, you know, somewhere that this, the tracks will take me here on the base, (laughs) you know, like, I don't know if he goes to like, you know, the commissary, uh, you know, I don't know where all the railroads go on that base, but it would be hilarious if he's like, Hey, I want to go to Burger King. And he just like, you know, yeah, <laughs> just cruises over there and like, you know, hops off and just you know, walks a hundred meters over the Burger King. But, think, he, you know, I, but I, uh, I don't know. It was funny. Would it be funnier if instead of getting in a locomotive and driving off in a locomotive, he got on one of those uh, one of those platforms with the seesaw handle and just started oh, that pumping, been, pumping himself? Yeah, that would have been that would have been too much. I probably would have passed out. <laughs> I probably would have just like fainted if I saw that the, the, the little pumper thing. Yeah, ding ding. Oh ding, my ding. god, that would be that would be amazing. <laughs> They have them. That they're like been, uh they're they're like I don't know if they're diesel powered or electric or 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 whatever, but I used to see them. They're like little like repair trucks that run yeah, on ride on the they, rails. Like I used to see those all yeah. the time when we lived over by the downtown area there by the uh the railroad tracks. Yeah, it was uh that would have been would have been cool. Yeah, I've s i have I know I've seen like there's places where they have really old rail that is just abandoned and they have uh, like little go karts or whatever that that you can ride. That, oh, that sounds that are, fun. You know, on the rail, yeah, right. And so you can, you know, it's out west, out in the desert or whatever, and you can like go from you know one ghost town, and go, like go thirty miles down the hill and go to another, go, whatever. I don't know how far it is, but it's one of those kind of like scenic desert uh, out there in like Colorado, or Arizona, or Nevada, or whatever kind of thing, but. uh but yeah, the, the, those railroad guys were like, and I had an appointment to go, you know, that's the thing is like, I had an appointment to go talk to the port operations guys uh, that they run the port where all the army ships are. They train uh, soldiers uh, to operate these, you know, these ships. Um, they're like landing crafts and stuff, but they're like big, right? They're ships. Like, there's no joke. These are not like little boats and uh, the army has ships. And so we're, uh, we're we got to go over there and talk to them but I didn't want to leave. Like that guy was just explaining trains. <laughs> he, it was, it was glorious. You know, I mean, uh, did you, I did you want to stop you know, on the way home and get, get some overalls and one of those hats? Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> and a lantern. <laughs> I, I wanted to join. Yeah. I wanted to join that unit. And the guy was like, Hey, well, you know, you can come on over and you know, whatever. But, uh, Cause they do, it's a, they do actually have some civil affairs, uh, soldiers, uh, it, that are, that are part of that, the way that unit is made up, but it's, you know, so going to be sergeants, but, um, oh yeah. So I'm going to be another thing. I'm going to be commanding a battalion in wow. the summer. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's new. Uh, <laughs> what does that involve? Being in charge of a battalion. Yeah. <laughs> being the boss. 
having people, you know, dealing with people's uh, problems, you know, having, so like having IG HR. complaints, and <laughs> congressional complaints, because, you know, somebody's not happy about something. No, mm. I, it's, uh, yeah, I'm going to be commanding a battalion of soldiers. How, how so, many soldiers is a battalion? Well, that's, that's interesting. You're asking that question. Um, so it depends. Depends on the type of battalion, right? So oh. an, an infantry battalion, and I'm sure any any army guy that's listening to this is probably going to you know nitpick me, but let's say an infantry battalion's maybe like a thousand guys, maybe what like eight hundred. Maybe guys. like a eight hundred or a thousand guys. Like, there's how are there not numbers? No, I mean I just don't know the exact number. Oh, each, oh. each type of battalion, each type of battalion, <laughs> like a mechanized infantry battalion, is going to have different. A different number of people than a light infantry battalion right? and that has striker, to do with the, the the type of equipment that they have the type of equipment and the and the, and the, and the slightly different kind of mission right right okay uh right. or an airborne battalion airborne infantry battalion is going to be different than you know so that's what infantry battalions and then you have like a medium role bridge company right like a like an engineer bridge company then that has more guys than some small battalions so but it, normally it a company should be smaller than a battalion yeah. Yes, and a company within a battalion is will be smaller than the battalion because it's a sub element of a battalion. But my battalion is a civil affairs battalion, so it's really more like a company in size, right? So, in fact, I think they used to be called civil affairs companies. But so a civil affairs battalion has a couple hundred guys. So each each company in a civil affairs battalion is more like a platoon size element, right? You've got about thirty. You got thirty eight soldiers in a reserve civil affairs company. So there's four, there's four companies and four line companies, alpha through alpha, Bravo, Charlie Delta. And then there's a headquarters company. uh, And uh, so it's about 200. The way a civil affairs company is, is uh, made up is uh, so a typical, like let's say an infantry company is going to have a captain commanding it. Right. And he's going to have a first Lieutenant as his XO. And then he'll have like four, second lieutenants uh maybe another first lieutenant uh as platoon leaders right the first the first lieutenant the other first lieutenant might be a weapons platoon leader and then you know your other guys are just infantry platoon leaders um so but in a civil but that and and that's typically like when i was an engineer that's how you know you you had uh, a lieutenant in charge of a a platoon and then you had a, you'd have a first lieutenant as an as an xo and the captain typically a captain commands a company but in in uh special forces civil affairs and psychological operations majors command companies and a civil affairs company will have two majors about eight captains a whole bunch of senior ncos there's a few a few young soldiers to you know like drive Humvees and you know do that kind of stuff, uh, and, and you know but but a civil affairs battalion is full of like full of majors and full of captains and so it's it's um it's a different kind of unit because we have to engage so like a civil civil affairs company will support an infantry brigade and so as a, as the civil civil affairs support uh, you have to be able to go into a brigade headquarters. And be like, hey, what's up? You know what I mean? Like, you you can't be like a, a measly captain. I mean, you can. Doesn't work, you know. <laughs> but then you kind of get, you know. I, I when I was a captain, I remember I went to I was uh, supporting a battalion, and I walked in to talk to uh, the three right, the operations officer, 
and he just didn't want to have anything to do with me. It was the first, it was the first NTC rotation, um, which is the natural training center out at Fort Irwin where we weren't going to do counterinsurgency and that it was literally going to be large scale combat operations where like guys in tanks were going to kill other guys in tanks, you know, like laser tag. Yeah. Yeah. And so this was the first, it was going to be the first, um, rotation at NTC in like a decade where they were, where we started to refocus on the large scale combat operations. And, uh, I remember walking in, I needed to get this guy to like, you know, uh, to pay attention to what, you know, I, what I needed to do to help him. And he didn't want anything to do with me because, you know, he thought we were there to just hand out soccer balls and (laughs) win win hearts and minds and hand out money (laughs) or whatever, which is not, which is not what we're, that's not our thing really. Uh, but that's How many soccer balls do you have to hand out, though? What right now? I have none. I'm at home. I don't have any soccer balls to hand out. Oh, but like Although, at, back at probably... the office. Oh, I, at yeah, battalion no, office. No, I don't have any soccer balls to hand out. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It's not anyway. People have the wrong idea. They think civil affairs is like guys walking around with a rucksack full of hugs and money, mm-hmm. and <laughs> that's part of it. That can be part of it, but um. Hey, anyway, can- this candy guy, like, would so be a good point. thing to carry because that's small and and compact, and you could candy. you could have a lot of it to give out to the kids, you know. Yeah, but that's that's not also anyway, balloons not uninflated, of course. Yes, that's yeah. not really what it's all about. But, but yeah, that's okay. not what it's about. So yeah, no, it's it's about that's killing and breaking stuff. Like this is the thing is like so, <laughs> what people don't understand is like civil affairs. It, it's about uh, well, there's, there's a lot of things that we do, right? But when we're doing humanitarian assistance, a lot of times, like if you were having a, in large scale combat operations, the civil affairs guys are going to be trying to keep civilians out of the way of the combat operations, not just because we're being altruistic and we want to, we want to save all the nice people that are, you know, the non-combatants. I mean, that's, we do. Right. But more importantly, <laughs> we want to go kill the bad guys. So, you know, like a perfect example is during the Korean War, initially, all the people fleeing, uh, I guess, you know, I'm not super familiar with, uh, with the geography of, of Korea, but apparently it looks a lot like, like Southern California, apparently. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> that ranch where they film a, everything. A, I guess there's like two or three main valleys that, t- that go north to south. Okay. You know, it's like, uh, I guess the peninsula has like three you know, three, maybe three or four or whatever, a number of mountain ranges. And then the only ways to go North South is, are are in these valleys. And there's just these roads that go through these valleys and the roads were full of, we'd call them IDPs now, but you know, you just call them refugees. Um, there's a refugees are means that cross the border, but anyway, you got these these civilians that are fleeing the, the conflict and the, and the North Koreans, and MacArthur and his uh, his army can't go north to fight the North Koreans because, because there's too many people. They, there's too many people, right? So, kind of the modern birth. Not that civil affairs is, goes back way further than that. Like I think we we I think it's uh, General Winfield Scott in the in the Mexican War may have been like the beginning of civil affairs. I think that's what we we take it back to. But but modern the modern ideas about civil affairs kind of start in the Korean war where they're like, get these people off the roads, like (laughs) figure this crap out. Like we didn't plan on that. Right. So now that's one of the things that's one of our main things is to get 
get the civilians out of the way, work through non-governmental organizations and host nations and, and others to get to keep people out of the way so we don't kill them, but also so they're so they don't impede uh you know our our freedom of maneuver. So that's I don't know. I don't know how I went from railroads, guy leaving on a railroad train to oh yeah, battalion command. So that's the kind of battalion I'm gonna be getting, commanding. Getting the people off the, the damn road. Is get off the road. <laughs> we want to kill people. <laughs> like, okay. It, we don't want to kill you. We want to kill those guys over there and you're in our way. So it's sort of like, that's one big element of civil affairs. So the whole idea of uh, that we're out there to, to, uh, you know, here's a bottle of water and some food. We're just here to help. You know, that's yeah. we're we are there to help, but it's, it's not cause we're just being nice, you know, and we can, we can say that we like, yeah. And, and we do want to help people, obviously, you know, if they're people out there suffering, yeah. you know, we are here but, to be nice to you and give you things, but first get the fuck off the road. Thank you. Yeah, that's like step one. Yeah. Step one is if you if we can go kill those guys, then you guys can stop fleeing and it'll be over. And, and know, then whatever. we'll give you we candy and balloons. And then then and you you know consolidate gains. You you start soccer to do balls. Sta- yeah. stabilization. Well, you know you yeah. So soccer <laughs> balls. Um. Okay, so anyway, yeah, that guy as a captain, I was in there, and that guy was like not having it, right? Yeah. He was a major, and he was like, "The adults are talking." He literally said that to me, and I was like, "Wow, okay, I see how it is." Yes, you know? sir. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and they and but they got they got their asses kicked. Everybody gets their asses kicked at NCC. Like no one beats the the op four, right? The opposing force. There's mm-hmm. a there's a there's a regiment that just that wears different uniforms and they, they have uh, us equipment that is made to look like Russian equipment. And all they do is, is fight people in the desert. That's their like 12 times a year right. or whatever, 10 times a year they go out and fight people who show up with their big infantry brigade and all their units and all the, the hangers on. And, uh, that and was so what you were be- doing they- that one time you got your hand slammed in the door, right? Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. That was the time where that guy was like the adults are talking. That was yeah. That's not the only time I got my hand slammed. <laughs> no, I know. I've, <laughs> That's I've, why uh, I said stitches. that one time you got your hand slammed. In yeah. The door, as opposed to yeah, those other was, times. Then there was a time in Afghanistan <laughs> where I got my uh, hand slammed in a door and an armor in a MRAP door. Was and then I, was there I a third time? So the first big major finger damage in the army was uh, I lost the tip, like the corner of one of my fingers, just completely just cut off um, in a in a in an army truck. Uh, I, I, if I tried to explain how it happened, it wouldn't make any sense. So anyway, I lost <laughs> I lost part of the finger, and then, uh, and then I, I was I was walking. Then the next time I had a major finger damage. Major finger damage. Uh, I, I had, uh, I was walking through the motor pool. I was a private and I was in Germany. I was walking through the motor pool and some dude had a, he was an armored personnel carrier and he's like, Hey, can you help me get this generator off? And they had these, uh, the command tracks had these generators on the front that I guess he needed to service it or whatever. They're pretty heavy. And I was, you know, I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. You know, no problem. Like one, it, it wasn't my vehicle, but you know, I'm not gonna tell him like, no, I'm not gonna help you. So I went up to help him and he like, I, we're, Anyway, he dropped his end and my hand got smashed on another piece of the the vehicle and I ended up getting my fingernail ripped out. Oh. Fingers st- had to get st- had to go to the hospital and get my finger stitched back together. 
And then, of course, the two armored vehicle doors, the Afghanistan one and then the, the National Training Center one. So that, I've had four significant finger destruction moments. Let, let's try yeah. to keep it at four. Yeah, I'm hoping. <laughs> I don't have a good track record. Although but. there is some, like, you know, cosmic symmetry to having five finger damage incidents because <laughs> you have five fingers, right? So. Yeah, I probably shouldn't. As much as I like <laughs> woodworking, I probably shouldn't own a wood shop. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be giving me the uh, the uh, safety demonstration and oh run God. your finger through the blade. That was amazing. Class is over. <laughs> that's that's kind of like is sur- that was as that was as comically surreal. I mean, and, and obviously unfortunate for yeah. the individual. But it was kind of, and and then up there with the whole guy leaving on a low, you know what I mean? Just like, there's just things in life where you're like, well, that, that's not, that was, I was not expecting that. That is not something I thought I would ever see, right? Is someone giving us a safety, a safety talk about the wood shop and nearly literally cutting your like finger off. gesturing, gesturing to the, to the saw blade and cutting up his fingers. Yeah. You, you know when the saw blade is you know ah crap you know <laughs> <laughs> okay class is over <laughs> blood everywhere and he, he was already missing fingers yeah i know i remember for, for, for <laughs> those on the who are listening to this <laughs> podcast we had a shop teacher in college who ran the wood shop and he was missing a couple of like parts of a couple fingers and uh, those, some of us had been using the wood shop quite a bit, but there were a lot of new people because of, I think it was like a furniture design or I forget what the class was. I think it was just one of our studio classes where we had to do something in the wood shop. And he was giving a talk about safety and he was talking about each piece of equipment in there. And he, we got to the table saw and you remember he, he told somebody to go turn off I and mean, he's explaining how to do it safely. And he told somebody to turn off the, the, the the switch at the wall right like so, so they had to slowly walk over to the wall and turn the switch off and i mean there's a switch i mean so like it was, it was i think he was talking about when you're going to be like changing the blade uh-huh. or whatever but the point you was, was cut the very power safe over there yeah yeah he cut the power over there so there's no chance that you could accidentally turn the the saw on or whatever and he was explaining you know how it's you know whatever something something dangerous and and the, the blade had been spinning because he was demonstrating like, okay, when you're cutting, it's whatever. still slowing so the down. Blade, yeah. blade had been spinning. And, and even though the guy had cut the power at the wall, the blade was still slowly spinning yeah, ball bearings. Like, what are you going to do? Right. <laughs> and so he gestured <laughs> towards the blade with his hand and the blade was spinning. And I guess he misjudged and it, you know, it wasn't spinning, you know, at full, full speed, speed, but it was still, it was still turning pretty good and it's <laughs> and sharp he, surprise and he just went thup, thup, yep. you know like <laughs> cut his fingers off but it, it definitely damaged his fingers have you seen the uh the saw i forget the name of the saw but there's a saw that if your finger touches it the blade just immediately drops and it stops have you seen that no but i've heard of something like that yeah and the, you can go on the internet and this is probably one of those things you can put in the like you know, on the nerd burger, like links to something that's interesting, but, uh, people they'll, uh, they, they'll demonstrate with a hot dog. And so they'll have this blade is just going, you know, full speed table saw. 
and they'll take a hot dog and just like touch the hot dog to the blade. The blade immediately stops and drops. So it, 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 it like falls down into the table and it's just, it's, you know, breaks instantly. And you can see they'll, they'll show you the hot dog and there'll be just like a, a little scuff mark on the hot dog. The saw and stop it, table saw. Yeah. Just Google yeah, I mean, table saw hot dog. And there you go. It, it would probably, it would probably, you know, you'd probably be bleeding if well, your yeah. finger touched it, obviously, but it won't cut, you know, you're not going to lose a finger. You're going to like, it'll be like a band aid level type thing. Right. Or maybe like it two immediately, stitches or something. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it immediately like it's, it's, Boom. it's, it's pretty impressive. Like it, you would think it would take it longer to, to, but I mean, it just drops. I think it ruins the blade or whatever, but it's like, but you didn't lose a finger. So, you know, rock on. Are you, are you watching it? Yeah. It's, of course it's a, it's a three minute or almost, almost four minute video. And it, it's three minutes into it before he runs the hot dog into the blade. Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. They had to do it in slow motion. So you could yeah, it's, see it. It's a, yeah, you you won't like it's amazing. It's amazing, and I think all as much as uh, how does it know? Well, it's not very liberal. I think there's a small amount of current. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. So it's like in your the phone blade somehow. So it detects like a change in the resistance, or yeah. you know, whatever in the current capacitance or whatever. Yeah, a micro, not microscopic, but a micro change in in the number of amps yeah. or whatever in. Well, he's he's he took the blade out and it's got something attached to it, some gizmo, and he was talking about that. That's probably what what it was. Un- unfortunately, yeah. um, we don't have audio because because uh, you got a new iPad. Stupid me bought a new iPad, which comes with USB C, and I have no uh, three and a half millimeter to USB C adapter to plug it into the mixer. So yeah, awesome. I do have my news up on there. You want to talk news? Yeah, let's talk news. All right. How about Florida woman news? Okay. You grew up in Florida. I did. A Florida woman earned a Guinness World Record when she completed 23 ultra marathon runs in a 23-day period. Wow. That's impressive. Is it? It sounds like it is. It says that these ultra marathon runs were 31.1 miles. What does that translate? Is that 100? Uh, it's probably uh, 50 100 K. kilometers. Yeah. 50. Yeah, 50. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's impressive. Megan, that's a lot of that's a lot of damage. <laughs> Megan Cassidy, 41. My hips are just thinking <laughs> of Kissimmee. 31.1 miles a day from December 17th until January 8th. Guinness World Records confirmed. Quote, running every day like that, it's not so bad because you keep up with it. There are days it got kind of lonely, but I'd wear a bib telling me about what I was doing, and people loved hearing about I don't know what a bib is, or if that's a... Like a shirt. A shirt. Oh, oh, okay. So she was she had like, like an advertisement. I am running... <laughs> I am shooting for the Guinness yeah. World Record in big letters on her shirt. Okay. Uh, yeah. She completed her runs in the Lake Nona area due to the quality of the trails. Are you familiar with the Lake Nona area, James? I am not, but no. I'm, su- I'm assuming it's somewhere near Kissimmee. She said one of the most difficult parts of her attempt was making sure to take in enough food. Quote, 
It was hard to eat enough calories in the first few days. Your brain tries to stop you from doing this, so it tells you that you're not hungry. I had to tell my boyfriend to make sure that I ate at least a quarter of a pan of lasagna every day. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a lot, but then again, she probably weighs 100 pounds. So. Yeah, probably. It's like that guy, Dean Carnezis, the ultra marathon guy. Like he, he goes out and like runs 100 miles. He'll run a marathon like on the way to the marathon. Yeah. And uh, he he's his training runs like if you read his book you know when he i don't know if he still does it but he would have training runs where he would call you know his cell phone call the pizza place and be like hey i need you to meet me you know, and, you know meet me at the intersection of whatever whatever yeah. you know in 30 minutes or 45 minutes with you know a, a sausage large sausage pizza or whatever oh, that sounds and good. and he would eat a whole pizza yeah while he's running because he's like i'm doing 150 miles today did, would, would he, he roll it up it. into like a big burrito and I guess, run with it? i mean maybe he did it like loose style right i thought that was how you ate a pizza no i thought that was how lou ate a pizza i thought you were telling me that lou used to eat a pizza on the way to school in the morning oh something. yeah that's true yeah yeah i don't know, yeah, if, you know i assume he, pulled, he rolled it up uh, we'll have after to, we'll he have pulled, to check. A, pulled a, a whole tree stump out of the ground by himself <laughs> you know i mean like there's <laughs> That's he the didn't thing, man. pull it out of the ground. He just picked it up and carried it up a hill. It was well, already okay. removed from the ground. Still, you know, <laughs> he's a legend. He's a legend. <laughs> he and my dad are like, how do you think? Uh, oh, boy, what do you what do you think? Uh, you think we could get this will fit in the tractor? Do you think well, we need to just uh, tie it off with uh, ropes and chains and drag it up the hill? And Lou's like, no, nah, I got this. <laughs> a legend. Some people are just built differently, yeah. you know. Yeah, I guess. This guy's a machine. Um, well, getting back to the the, the machine and the news uh, story. Yeah. Uh, she says, "Well, she beat the previous record of twenty two days. She only did it beat the record by one day. She said she believed she could have gone beyond twenty three days, but had to stop to go back to work." Remember, this is from December 17th to January 8th. <laughs> she did this over her holiday yeah. vacation. <laughs> like, right. oh, darn it, got to go back to work. Well, in Florida, it's like that's the best time to run anyway because it's uh, nice and cool. Know, it, it's and, not hot. Yeah. But you know what else was in the news with, with a woman in Florida uh, the last couple of weeks? Was, uh, I guess, some 80 year old, 80 octogenarian was. Maybe she was in her seventies. I don't know, but she was walking her dog, the lake, and did the dog? Did the alligator get her dog? No, the alligator got her. <gasps> it ate the woman. So, yeah. So, word to the wise: people just don't freaking listen, <laughs> and they don't pay attention to the signs. There's signs at a lot, most like lakes that are in like communities. It'll be little signs like "Watch out for alligators and snakes." Right? They'll say that picture of an alligator you know on a sign or a snake or both or whatever there's like hey don't walk your dachshund <laughs> over here at the edge of the freaking water you know there are alligators everywhere in florida and while while they're you know the likelihood that you're gonna get eaten by one is significantly low um it's not zero how is there video say, of right? this it, it, oh, there, oh! I didn't even see it. Is there a video? Yes. Oh God! I, is it horrifying? Because I didn't, I didn't even know there was a video. I just remember seeing it like, uh, uh, like a headline. 
I was like, oh, because usually it's a dog. Usually it's like, you know, they get the dog. Right. And then they're, you know, like this happened a couple of years ago. There was like some old man was walking his little rat dog near near the lake and the alligator grabbed the rat dog and he ran, went in after it and beat up the alligator and saved the dog. I think he yeah. killed the alligator. But I mean, if you're a yeah, I mean, there's a difference between like a 200 pound guy who is, you know, freaking amped up and trying to save his dog and some 80 year old woman who's probably osteoporosis and feeble and weak. And I mean, I don't know what she looks like. You're look, you're looking at the video. So I'm assuming she's probably like a feeble little scrawny old person who's not going to be able to fight off an alligator. Yeah, she's not. Oh, oh, they stopped the video right before it gets her. The dog was in between her and the and the alligator and it ran yeah. out of the way like it, the alligator was going after the dog, but the uh, dog ran out of the way and and totally uh, uh, left the, its, its owner to get eaten. Uh, yeah, they're not showing well, there the, you go. the actual attack. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, you know, you don't you know, it's just like, don't be a retard. You know, it's, it, it's literally it totally could happen. You know, it happens all the time, like, you know, to people's dogs, you know, or people lose cats and dogs. You know, and that's usually the the worst, as bad as it gets. But you know, if you're an eighty, a feeble little eighty year old, and you're walking your freaking Shih Tzu by the by the lake, you know, I mean, there's a lot of turtles and other cool wildlife, ducks and stuff in the lakes, but there's alligators. Was it a pretty good size alligator? It says it's ten feet long, and yeah, oh, it's, yeah it's, that'll do, that'll it's bigger than her. I mean, yeah. it's you know, it's twice as tall as she is. If it were standing, it probably outweighed her. That probably was at least twice her weight. Probably, yeah, if not what it looks more, like. it's probably about a five hundred pound alligator. Wow. Yep. I don't know why people do that. Um, there you go. There's well, some happy news, right? <laughs> I have related news. Yeah. The National Park Service uh, offered some sage advice for park visitors who encounter bears. It's, uh, they say, never push your slower friend down. Yeah, oh yeah, I saw that. On its official Twitter account, it said that feeding another human to a bear is never the answer. It might be. If you come across a bear, never push a slower friend down, even if you feel the friendship has run its course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta, I gotta give that one to the National Park Service. Good job on being hilarious. <laughs> Our, our federal government is is not free is is infrequently hilarious, but good 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 job. I'm well, sure somebody was got in trouble for that too. I'm sure some <laughs> somebody was admonished. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, infrequently, you intentionally hilarious. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. I mean, because that's the joke, right? You just have to run faster than right your friend. Yeah, you, know? you just have to be the uh, the I, okay, not the slowest okay. person in the group. My my dog is attempting to bark at somebody. Okay, come here. Okay. I need to okay. uh <laughs> Alright. Have you um have you watched the show on Netflix called American Vandal? No, I have not. You need to. Yeah? Oh yeah. What's it about? It's it's a very seriously presented mockumentary made by supposed high school students about a crime that occurs at their high school. And then there's a season two where the, the same filmmakers travel to another high school in a, in a different state 
to document a similar type of crime prank. But is it like a, a like a oh so it's like a mystery? It's like, like a true a crime. Forty eight hours. Yeah, kinda, exactly, exactly. Where they do it's some like little bull bullcrap uh, <laughs> hilarity that going yes. on in high school, like who TP'd the the principal's house or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but even better. Yeah, yeah. You should definitely watch it. Both seasons. I'll have, I'll have to check it out. I think the last thing I, I watched all of Peaky Blinders. That was now what is that recent? What is that about, dude? It's pretty good. I'd, it's I, it's not quite like The Sopranos, but it's it's what I liked about it. It's a it's like a it's like a a mob, you know, like organized crime show. But it's um uh, it's in England and it's in uh, Birmingham. Is 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 what it's uh, where it's at, and it's. Uh, post world war one okay and so it's like the interwarriors basically at the 20s and they don't quite they don't quite get to world war ii yeah but you start to see like some like fascism stuff it's a pretty good show it's like it goes, the, it's the like roaring when, 20s in england yeah but it's like immediately after world war one and it's 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 a it's like a some gyp, like gypsies that are like mafia guys it's it's good it's it's worth watching okay like i i couldn't once i got into it i couldn't stop watching it It was one of those things where i was like oh okay watch seven episodes you know it's two o'clock in the morning this is bad, right yeah so yeah i recommend it now i've heard i've heard that it's and good. it's been out for years yeah like yeah it's people... been out for years it's kind of one of the things i was sort of saving it you know like i was like okay one day I'm going to watch this. I'm sure it's going to be good. And it, and it was. So my problem with, with it. you know, so, a listen, lot of British TV is that, the, you know, they name stuff with silly sounding names like Peaky Blinders. And I don't want to watch it because of that. But, but I have heard well, that it's very good. It's based on, yeah, it's based on, and it's, 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 and the, and you got to reinforce that it's based on uh, a, an actual gang, but it's not, at all you know historically correct at all right but they kind of like use something historical and just sort of like you know when it went in a different in its own direction but if there was a a, a a group in birmingham called the peaky blinders okay that were a like a like a, like a mafia like a organized crime group and that's that's where they that's where that kind of the nugget for the show comes from it's pretty good it's a pretty good show Hey, I got to go pick up a birthday cake. Okay. Do you have time to so, close the show? I do. Okay. I think we've just crossed over the 50 minute mark. This may, may be the shortest episode ever that isn't a Frankenberger. Well, James, thank you for joining us today on what is sort of maybe technically. Hey, James, do you know math? Do you know how to do math? Uh,. <laughs> Maybe it depends on the kind of math. Do you I think mean, you, I gotta could be, you could be? You could be in calculus. Remember huh? the basics. This is multiplication, so a, a little more difficult than than the the real easy stuff, but but still doable. What's you're putting me on the spot, man? What's a uh, ten times fifty two? Uh, five hundred twenty. Yeah, and that's the, that's this what? episode is five hundred twenty. This is sort of unofficially by those measures the 10th anniversary show a little bit welcome to the first of 
three 10th anniversary shows here at the Nurburger Show. It's not really the 10th anniversary. It's the first 10th anniversary pre-show. Join us. A decade of excellence. Yeah. Join us in two weeks for the actual 10th anniversary show, show episode 522, where James won't be there because he has to go learn how to command a battalion or something. Right? Yes, the Army is big on sending me to schools for things. That's yeah. right. Well, well, we will miss you uh, in two weeks, but... You got to be here for the unofficial 10th anniversary, if we weren't counting awesome. leap weeks. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. And uh, now is the part of the show where you ask me where they can find us. Where can they find us? Mike? I'm so glad you asked, James. They can find us at NurburgerShow.com. Email us, uh, NurburgerShow at ProtonMail.com. Twi- Twitter us at the Twitters at the Nurburger Show at on the Twitters. And uh, where can they find you, James? HistoryBurger.com? Oh God! You had to bring that up. I was hoping I could get away with it without. Um... <laughs> What's going on with your your history podcast, there, James? Uh, life. Oh, Is he? Yeah. I Italian got, command. I got <laughs> well, I haven't. I haven't even started that yet. So, um, well, it's already screwing it's, things up. It's sort of on hold until uh, yeah. I can figure out like a a battle rhythm. You know, like yeah. where I can. Uh, I gotta, I gotta figure some stuff out, but I, I have, I have a lot of things ready to go or, um, at least ideas. And I've got, so the, I think I've got the equipment I need and just got to, uh, I gotta, you got high management. You gotta buckle down <laughs> and get That's to right. it. I do gotta buckle down. All right. That's right. Well, you know, maybe, uh, yeah, I got some other stuff going on in the next couple months and maybe after, you know maybe in maybe in the summer okay i'll have i will have done a few things that may help support um like a first episode or first couple episodes i'm trying to get uh i know we're we're ending the podcast and i I do need to go i'm trying to get some family history from my uh family that still lives in bulgaria okay uh my my armenian relatives that you know would give a different very specific to, to a family kind of take on history, uh, or at least, uh, you know, if I talk about, you know, this historical event or that, you know, the, you know, the fall of communism or the, or the beginning of communism in Bulgaria or the Armenian genocide or whatever, um, I'll be able to kind of like talk about that through the, through the eyes of, of my own family. And that I feel like not because it, it like my family matters any more than any, any family, but it's a family. Right. right. No, it's, it's, that's it's a great some, idea. Some, it's a, some information, yeah, like directly from the source. These, uh, the, these, of, of how, yeah. Here were the the, the letters that, that people wrote, you know, and, and yeah, here are the stories and, and, from the thing that actually stuff. happened with for people that exactly. were actually there. But that all has to get translated yeah. from uh, like Cyrillic, and, okay. and maybe some of, some of it might be in the Armenian alphabet. So there's going to have to be some. But the first thing is to get it, to get that stuff, like get it, scan it do whatever uh, get it get it digitally and then then i'd have to do some get somebody to translate you know hopefully my father then talk to my father you know so so there's a but anyway that's sort of the that that may be the first thing how you started out that's no i I like it and i think that that's that's such a good idea that it's worth waiting for okay great i'm glad i have that excuse now (laughs) (laughs) all right i have to go pick up a birthday cake okay so i will talk to you later man all right, are you actually leaving? Yeah, I got to go. Okay, cuz I'd have the music to play. 
Oh, we'll pl- play the music and then I got to go pick up a birthday cake. Okay. All right. Nurburgershow.com. <laughs> <laughs> Join us next week on Nurburger when it's uh, the 10th anniversary pre-episode number two, episode 521, where Matthew is here and we watch the new Fletch movie. Confess Fletch. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you. All right, man. Tell I'll Jack talk to you later. Happy birthday. We'll do. All right. Later. Bye.